Welcome to Women Who Reign. My name is Dr. K. I'm a clinical Christian therapist, and this is our first episode. Like, what? Like, here we are. God gave me this vision, I guess you could say, about recording a podcast specifically for women who are at their the end of themselves. They don't know what to do. They don't know where to go. And now they're like, okay, God, where do I go from here? So take a minute, if you're driving to work, if you're taking care of your kids, if you're cooking dinner, if you're at work, whatever you're doing, this is a safe space. We're going to get real, real humble. We're going to get real, real open. We're going to get real, real transparent because I truly believe that what you're going through is not for you. It's for the people around you. That's who it's for. So Let's take a minute, let's dive into the word, and let's get this party started. Um, so first things first, you got to get to know me. If I'm going to know you, you got to know me. So my name is Dr. K. Like I said, I'm a clinical Christian therapist, and I have been a Christian therapist since 2019. So about four and a half years now. Um I graduated with my doctorate degree in biblical psychology from the Hope Bible Institute, and here we are following God, doing what He says do. Um, and a little bit about my a little bit about my life and how I got to this point and how I got to the end of myself with God. So what you should know is, oops, I hit my mic. Isn't that ghetto? Um, what you should know is that I'm a wife, I'm a mom of an almost two-year-old, and me and my husband, we make one year married in April. So in 2020, as I'm sure all of us know, in the height of a pandemic, um, God revealed everything, right? I remember I was living in Houston at the time, and I was driving on the interstate, and God was like, don't get married. I was engaged, right? God was like, do not get married. And I was like, mm, I'm gonna go to marriage counseling, right? Because isn't that what we do with God? He tell us specifically not to do something and we'd be like, but was that really you that said that God? I think I'm gonna just try to fix this myself. So that's exactly what I tried to do. I tried to fix it myself. I went to premarital counseling. Even the counselors was like, don't get married. And I was like, mm, I'm still gonna fix this. I'm gonna make this work. And lo and behold, God created a situation and a scenario that was like, this is your way out now. And so I took advantage of that. And then I found out I'm pregnant. And I'm like, God, what in the heck is this? And that was due to my disobedience. I wasn't being obedient. I tried to stay longer than I should have. I disregarded the voice of God. And I had by far let me say this in the mic, the worst pregnancy possible. It was so demonic. I was depressed. I cried every day for nine months. I kid you not, every single day. There was not one day in my pregnancy where I did not cry. I ended up losing my great grandma when I was pregnant. Um, it was just chaotic. But at the seven month mark, I tried to unalive myself. Um, and my child because I was done 
mentally I was being abused, emotionally, sexually, physically, well, not really physically, but mentally and emotionally and even sexually at times. And I was trying to make a family work and he was so caught up on how things ended and it was just chaotic. And so I told God when I was paralyzed in the hospital, I said, God, if you can get me out of this situation, I repent. I give my child to you. God, I want to be out. I want to be free. God, I surrender. As soon as I said that, the doctor walked in. Granted, I've never seen this doctor. I'm in the emergency room, right? This is not like my OBGYN or nothing. The doctor walks in and she's like, you need to let go. And I'm like, how do you know me, ma'am? And I was like, all right, God, I hear you. I surrender. I give it up. I don't want it anymore. And so that's exactly what I did. Well, not exactly. If I'm being honest, it took me until I had my daughter to be like, I surrender for real. Because I was still trying to make it work because I felt like, you know, I really went through this really rough patch. It ended me paralyzed. But yet I still don't want her to grow up how I did in a two-parent, like, in a single parent household where the parents just hate each other. I didn't want her to grow up like that. So it was my response. Well, I felt like it was my responsibility to get her out of that situation. So that's what I did. Or I tried to do. And God was like, you're still not listening. And so I endured more pain. And eventually when I had her, I was like, enough is enough. That's it. No more. No more. And God was like, and so when I said no more, I swore off men. I was like, I'm done with men. I would never, ever, ever touch another man again. I'm done. And I met my husband the same day. The exact same day I said this, I met my husband. And so we met. Um, I had my daughter in August. I met my husband in October. Um, we got engaged at a three-day revival well, the day after our three-day revival in February, and we got married in April. But I said all that to say, I was at the end of myself, and God said, it's my turn now, right? And so that's me, friend. This is what you get. Every time you tune in, this is what you get. You know my life story now. So now that you know my life story, let's get into the word, shall we? So today, since we're getting the feel of each other. You're learning me. I'm learning you. I really want to talk about understanding who you are in Christ and developing the right understanding, knowing that you were created to reign, right? So I, God gave me the word. God gave me the name women who reign for me for a reason, right? So let's, let's just look up the word reign in the dictionary. So the word reign means to possess or exercise sovereign power or authority, to hold the position and name, to have control, rule, or influence of any kind, dominating power or influence authority. So why is it called women who reign, right? And it's called that because you were created for this. I know it feels like you're not. I know it feels like you can't do it. 
but you were created for such a time as this. God designed you a specific way as a woman so that you can reign, so that you can exercise your authority, so God can do something through you. That's why he created you. So you know where we're going. In our Bibles, Genesis 1:26. what does it say? It says, then God said, let us make I'm going to read the King James Version. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. What am I created to reign, Dr. K? Everything except somebody else. You can't reign over people. You can't exercise dominion and authority over people. God created you to reign over the principalities of this world, evil, darkness, and over everything else in the world, right? That's what you're created to reign over. So first, we got to develop the right understanding. If we're not conscious of how God designed us, then how can we reign over anything? We can't. It's not possible. So let's go to Ephesians chapter one. And we're going to do verse 16 through verse 18. So verse 16 says, and I'm in the new living. It says, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly asking God, the glorious father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight that so that you may grow in your knowledge of God. Now, another um, version says that the Lord our God Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Basically, what that means is everything inside of us, God stored. When we became reborn, when we gave our life to Christ, when we said, Lord, you're, Jesus, you are Lord, I confess, and you became a new creature in Christ, you got adopted into the family of Christ, then God stored everything inside of you. So being conscious of that develops the right understanding in your mind so that you can go out on your job, in your marriage with your kids, right, at home, wherever, and you can reign because now you have the right understanding and you're conscious of the truth that God deposited his spirit, which is his wisdom, his power, his authority, right, and the revelation of him inside of you, right? So this is the problem that we have though. God is like sitting here having this tug of war with us. God is like, I am sitting here arguing with you about you. Let's go back. Let's, let's talk about some people in the Bible. What was God arguing with Moses about? Moses said, God, I can't go up to Pharaoh and talk. I stutter. I can't talk to that man. No, thank you. And God is like, send Aaron. Take your brother with you. And if you notice, Aaron didn't talk in front of Pharaoh. Moses did. And this is the thing. God is like, Moses, I didn't ask you to have it figured out before you do it. I just told you to do it. 
But you want to sit here and argue with me about your stuttering when I just need you to do it. This is the word for you. Whatever God has told you to do, just do it. I'm recording this podcast and I was like, God, I can't record this podcast. My background isn't how I want it to be. I don't have my on air. You know, like I don't have my grass background that I want. I don't have my neon lights. I don't have the mic I want. I don't have the camera system I want yet. And God is like, are you going to do what I called you to do? Because somebody is on the other side of your obedience and you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. And I was like, mm, that's good, God. You know, I'm going to record the podcast. And so here we are. So this is a word to you. Whatever God told you to do, do it. Right? So the thing is, is that we need God to raise our understanding. So oftentimes we think that the Bible, God wrote or the God, the Bible is inspired is a book about a king and his kids, a king, God, and you. That's what the Bible is about. You being adopted into the family of Christ became a son of God, which means that Jesus is like your big brother in the sense of a family structure. Don't, don't take this the wrong way. Jesus is still Lord, but in the aspect of family, you know, Jesus is like our big brother. We are supposed to do more than Jesus in this earth. That's what it says in scripture, right? So what you have to know is God wants you to get the most out of life, but you don't even read your word. God wants you to get more out of life, but how will you know it's God if you're not in his word? God, we know God's voice by being in his word. We know God's character by being in his word. A lot of us feel like God is drifting or God is not speaking or God is far away. We're not in position. We're not in the posture. We are not doing what we are supposed to be doing in no capacity. And that's what it is. And it is more to you than what you're currently experiencing. There is more that God has called you to do. There is more that God wants for you. There is more to your life than where you are right now. There is greater glory on the other side. There is greater grace on the other side. There is greater mercy on the other side. There is more to life than what you're currently experiencing. So if I'm not even conscious of what I have, then I can't use it. Scripture said that, that Jesus gave us the keys of the kingdom. But if I don't know what key goes to what door, how can I use the keys of the kingdom? If I'm not operating in the fruits of the spirit, how can I use the kings of the kingdom? If I'm not operating under the promises of God, if I'm not using the principles of the kingdom, how can I be conscious of what is going on in the kingdom? I can't, I can't be conscious in any capacity. You will never be able to walk in what you are not conscious of. So you can't walk in this power and this dominion if you're not conscious of it. You can't walk in wealth if you're not conscious of the principles that God has said that applies to wealth. You can't walk in health if you don't apply the principles about your health. You can't walk in peace. You can't walk in joy 
You can't walk in love if you're not conscious of the principles and the promises and the character of God connected to those things. We've been trying to do this Christian walk without God. We've become our own gods. We've allowed social media to become our gods. We've allowed TikTok videos to become our God. We've allowed other people's voices to become our gods. Let's go to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. It says, that is what the scripture mean when they say, no eyes have seen, no ears have heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared to those who love him. But this is the part. We love to see eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard, all you have planned for me. But this is the part I love. But it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit for his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. What have eyes haven't seen? The spirit of God will reveal it. What haven't ears heard? The spirit of God is digging deep to reveal it. God wants you to know the mysteries. He wants you to know his character. He wants to have communion with you. He wants to know you. He wants you to know him. Yes, God knows us, but he wants us to have a relationship with him, right? And sometimes we be treating God like our side piece, our sneaky link. Like, God, you know, I'll just love you at night when nobody's around. But during the day, I'm going to just do what I want to do. Because that's what I'm going to do. And God is like, I want you to be fully committed to me. That's what God wants. Full commitment. So what you see will control your thinking when you let your eyes and your emotions do the leading. We love to quote, walk by faith, not by sight. When in reality, we're walking by our emotions more than what we're walking by our vision. The heart is deceptive. Your emotions will lie to you. They will tell you something that's not there. They will make you believe something that's not there. Your emotions are not your friend sometimes. Like I was telling um, one of my good friends the other day, your emotions are like a check engine light. They're not meant for you to leave them unattended, but they're also not meant for them to go crazy. With a check engine light, if you don't check, like a check engine light says, hey, something's going on here. You might want to get that checked out. So when our emotions are going crazy, we need to get to the root and we need to pluck it at the root. But if we don't, if we don't ever take our car to go get fixed, what happens? There's later damage done to the car. Leaving your emotions unchecked causes for later eternal damage. Later physical damage, later mental damage, later spiritual damage. Leaving your emotions unchecked causes for damage. You have to check your emotions. God, why am I feeling this way? Reveal to me, where did this come from? We don't realize that a lot of our trauma, we, we dig real deep. We, we've pushed it aside. We forgot it. Our brain completely disregarded it. 
Your brain only works in two ways, memory and imagination. So when something happens to you, your brain is only thinking about what has happened or imagining what could happen. That's it. So when our emotions are running astray, our brain is like, okay, has she gone through something like this before? Okay, well, here's a bunch of scenarios that could happen if she went through this. And that's all our brain is doing over and over and over and over and over. That's it. But if you don't realize that what you see, what you think, what a man thinking in his heart, so is he. What your thoughts are creating is what you are becoming. It's time to reprogram our Christ. That's what renewing our minds daily is. God, today I wake up and I completely give you my mind. Replace my thoughts with your thoughts. Replace my ways with your ways. That's what it is. A hundred percent. And real faith is being conscious of God's word at all times, in all circumstances, and against all things. I'm going to say it again. Real faith is being conscious of God's words at all times, in all circumstances, against all things. So we need to be remembering who we are. But what does it mean to remember? So re means to do again. And member means to attract to or become with, right? When you join a membership at a gym, you are becoming into that membership. You are attract, you're attracted to what that membership offers, right? So James 1 and 18 It says, he chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word. And we, out of all creation, became his prized possession. You know the song, Jira. If he dresses the lilies with beauty and splendor, how much more does he love you? You are God's prized possession. You are the apple of his eye. You are what God loves. He cherishes. He created you specifically. Don't apologize for who you are. Don't apologize for what God created you to be. Don't apologize for the gifts that God has given you. Don't apologize for what you've gone through. God is using everything to work for your good. I am a living testimony of a redemption. So, we have to be doers of the word. We can't just be hearers. We have to be doers. We have to have the word rooted deep in our hearts and in our minds. So God, I thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice listening to who you called them to be. God, we thank you for your word that it is true and it is sharper than any double-edged sword. God, we thank you for your power we thank you, Holy Spirit, for living in us, for dwelling in us. Holy Spirit, speak to us. Empower us. Show us your will. Show us your way. God, we thank you that you created us from your words. God, we thank you for speaking life into us every day that we wake up. You speak your very life into our bodies. 
Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for us so that we may now be in right standing with God, that we could come boldly as we are right now to the throne of grace and pray. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your love. We thank you for what you've done. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for what you continue to do. God, we worship you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. If this blessed you and next week, you're going to want to tune in. We're talking about some good stuff this season of Women Who Reign. Don't forget, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, God created you to reign. Until next time, bye.